What is up, guys? It's Alex Johnson here, the founder and lead analyst at YardsPerFantasy.com. Welcome to the 77th episode of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast. Let's eat. So I talk about underdog fantasy every week. I just want to remind you one more time, get on there, because when you deposit on underdog fantasy for the first time, using our promo code YARDSPER, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's right, deposit any amount up to $100 using promo code YARDSPER, and they will double your deposit instantly. How about that? So get on Underdog Fantasy, win some cash, baby. Let's go. Play some player props, get in some drafts. Let's do it. So I talked about last week that the format for this show for the rest of the season is going to change. It doesn't really make sense to keep talking about waiver wire pickups, trade candidates, buys and sells for redraft leagues because most of the trade deadlines are past at this point or they're coming very 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 soon it's thanksgiving week nobody most of the trade deadlines are passing all right so we're shifting gears here we're going back to a dynasty focused show for the rest of the season now it doesn't mean it's not going to help you in redraft because we are going to talk buys and sells and some some of these players are going to still be targets in redraft whatever but for my dynasty folks this one's for you Let's get right into it. We're going to talk buys. We're going to talk sells. We're going to talk about my favorite stash of the week. This is going to be the format for the rest of the season. So the first guy I want to talk about this week, it's for contenders. This is if you're a contending team, I want you to go and I want you to buy Miles Sanders. Now it sure seemed like the second Miles Sanders went down in week seven, the Eagles decided they were just going to become a run-heavy team all of a sudden. No more Miles Sanders. Lose our running back. Let's run the fucking ball, right? But don't worry. It was just a coincidence. I promise. Sanders returned to a 46% snap share in week 11, but he still managed a healthy 16 carries for 94 yards. The Eagles have now averaged 35 rush attempts as a team over the last four games, and there are no signs that they plan to let up. Jordan Howard is expected to miss at least a week or two, with a knee injury, which should allow Sanders to take a greater rushing share. Sanders is top 15 in true yards per carry and top 5 in breakaway run rate on playerprofiler.com. The team has phased out rookie Kenny Gainwell completely out of the offense, which is great news for Sanders considering before his injury, Gainwell was taking a lot of the passing game work away from Sanders. Buying Sanders now will give you a weekly RB2 for your championship run, without being a rental-type acquisition. Sanders is likely to remain atop the depth chart for Philadelphia in 2022 as well. After all, he is still just 24 years old, and he has that second-round draft capital on his side. He's one of the most athletic backs in the league with the requisite size to be a workhorse. Sanders comes at a reasonable price considering he's disappointed his managers between the lack of commitment to the run game earlier in the season and the missed time with an injury. He proved to be in good health, though, in Week 11, and he did it without scoring a touchdown, which will also help keep his cost down. He will continue to take advantage of the wide running lanes created by the threat of Jalen Hurts keeping the ball himself, much like what we saw at the end of 2020, 
when Sanders finished as an RB1 in two of the three games that these two guys played together. So if you're a contending team, go buy Miles Sanders. Now, if you're a rebuilding team, this one might be obvious, but I got to keep pushing it. I got to keep pushing it. You got to go and you got to buy Cam Akers. You can buy him if you're if you're a contender too, but especially if you are a rebuild team, if you're looking to be competitive in 2022, go get Cam Akers. As you know, I'm sure, you know he was one of my favorite or the favorite running back to target in the first round of both startups and redraft leagues this summer. That was, you know, of course, until he suffered the Achilles injury. That was a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. He was in for a bell cow role on one of the league's best offenses. And we've seen what Daryl Henderson has been able to do in that offense. Imagine what a superior talent in Acres would have done. Oh, my God. Ugh. The Achilles injury comes with a stigma in the fantasy community as there is groupthink that running backs never come back successfully f- from this particular injury. However, the list of running backs who have gone through the Achilles rupture is a list full of backs that really weren't all that great to begin with. And just look at Deontay Foreman, Marlon Mack, and Kenny Nwangu. I think I got that right. Kenny Nwangu on the Vikings. He's a rookie. All three of these guys have suffered Achilles injuries over the last couple of years. And they've looked as explosive as ever when given an opportunity this season. If that doesn't make you feel better about the injury, just go to Akers' Instagram to watch his progress and his recovery. Even Sean McVay acknowledged in October that Akers has a chance to return this season. Yes, that's right. This season. If it happens, the buy window will slam shut. That also means it's likely Akers will be a full go at the start of 2022 rather than being eased back into shape. Of course, Henderson's performance this season tells us he's not exactly going away easily either, but Akers was drafted to be the bell cow in this offense and his talent will be too much to hold him back for too long. Let's look back to the end of his rookie season last year. Akers came on strong late in the season, much like we, what we saw from Jonathan Taylor. In weeks 13 through 17, Akers played over 64% of the snaps in each game. He averaged 21.5 carries and 109 yards from scrimmage over that span. In the team's two playoff games, Akers compiled 221 rushing yards and 51 receiving yards with two touchdowns. Akers was used as a bow cow, taking 96% of the snaps in the divisional round playoff loss to the Packers. When we extrapolate his final six game averages, including the playoffs, to a 17 game season, it comes out to nearly 2,000 yards from scrimmage. All right, so you know, you know why I, why I was so excited and so uh, frustrated when Akers went down the summer. It's reasonable to assume, though, also that the Rams will involve Akers more in the passing game, given what he did in that area in college. And I'm excited to see that. Because at Florida State, Akers caught 53 passes over his final two seasons and had a 12% college target share. 
Even Sean McVay described him in the offseason as an every-down back and a special player. There are dynasty managers who are terrified of the Achilles injury narrative. Take advantage and buy now. But do it soon. Because with every workout video Akers posts on Instagram, the price only goes up. So let's go to the other side. Let's sell some players. Let's stay. Let's stay in L.A. Let's stay in that same backfield. I want you to sell Darrell Henderson. For all the reasons that Cam Akers is a buy, Darrell Henderson is a sell. That's assuming you're you're not contending, of course. If you're a contending team, just ride it out. Ride it out. The clock is ticking on Henderson's value. And when it strikes midnight, which means, you know, when Akers returns, that's midnight, Henderson's value drops out. He won't be a zero, but the difference between what you can get for him right now versus what you can get when he's, you know, at best sharing a backfield with Akers is a huge difference. I don't care how well he's played this year or what you think his role should be in 2022. If you're not a serious contender, you're making a huge mistake by not selling Henderson to a competitive team. Now, in the in similar thinking, the clock is also counting down on James Robinson. He's the next sell on the list. I want you to sell James Robinson. Robinson has certainly proved himself worthy of a workhorse role, but it really, like I said with Henderson, it really doesn't matter what we think about him What matters is that the Jaguars use a first-round pick on Travis Etienne. Plain and simple. This is a guy who broke out as a a true freshman at Clemson and had two seasons with over 1,600 rushing yards and a season with over 500 receiving yards. He had 102 career receptions in college. Etienne is absolutely going to have a significant role in Jacksonville in 2022. Like it or not. The best case scenario for Robinson is that he gets the majority of the early down work while ETN is the passing downs back. That wouldn't be ideal considering a lot of Robinson's fantasy value comes from his work as a receiver. And that's just best case. The more likely scenario is that the Jaguars split the touches like the Cardinals have done with James Conner and Chase Edmonds where Robinson is Conner. That sounds nice, considering what Connor has done this year, but the Jags' offense is far from Arizona's, which means more passing situations, which is ETN's time on the field, and certainly less goal line opportunities. Like with Henderson, you're making a big mistake holding on to Robinson unless you're a top three team in the league. Midnight is coming. And now, let's get to the stash of the week. The stash of the week is Tyree Jackson. Tyree Jackson is on the Logan Thomas career path. They both entered the league as quarterbacks before making the transition to tight end. Jackson came into the league as an undrafted free agent from Buffalo, as a quarterback. And he spent some time with the Bills in 2019, in the offseason at least, but he didn't make the 53-man roster. He played with the XFL's DC Defenders in 2020, and then he joined the Eagles in 2021 as a tight end. He was performing well in training camp, too, before he suffered a fractured bone in his back. The Eagles wanted to put him on injury, waited to put him on injured reserve 
until the start of the season because they didn't want to risk losing him if they waived him, but they also didn't want him to miss, you know, the entire season. So they waited, he made the 53, then they put him on injury reserve, that way they could return him during the season. And they didn't have to and they could do it without waiving him, which means they don't want other teams to go get him. You know what I mean? And then they, they, they just recently activated him from injury reserve shortly after they traded Zach Ursa Arizona. In the three games since, Jackson has had snap shares of 25%, 42%, and 18%. He's a massive 6 foot 7, 249 pounds with incredible athleticism for his size. He runs a 4.5940 with a 94th percentile speed score on playerprofiler.com. He's explosive and agile with an almost limitless catch radius. While it takes time for tight ends to develop, we've seen it done with guys like Thomas and even Darren Waller who transitioned from wide receiver. It's encouraging too that the Eagles wanted him on the active roster this year. Okay, but what about Dallas Goddard? I know you're asking, what about Dallas Goddard? Sure, Goddard just signed a contract extension and is locked in as the team's long-term tight end one. I know that. I know that. But we also know that two tight ends can be productive in the same offense and Jackson is not under contract beyond 2022 anyway. This is likely a play for 2023, but the upside is huge and he's worth the stash. That's going to be a wrap for today though. If you're not already, please follow me on Twitter at A underscore Johnson FF and the site at Yards Per. And please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Also, please be sure to rate and review. It really helps me out a lot and is much appreciated. And go download the Yards Per Fantasy app right now and give us a five-star rating and review over there too. Thanks, guys. Cue that music.